This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 305, baby. And in today's episode, we have possibly the most interesting and informative podcast that we've ever had on Rock and Roll English. Now, I don't think it's difficult to win that prize because I don't think episodes of Rock and Roll English are particularly informative. You don't learn much about life in general, do you? Listening to a couple of friends talking about poos and everything else. But today's episode is, I believe, informative because we have an extremely, extremely special guest. The most special of special guests. Also the youngest guest we've ever had. And the name of this special guest is Toddler R&R. That's right, my daughter, whose name obviously is not actually Toddler R&R. Imagine that on a birth certificate. Her name is actually Lara. Okay, I'm telling you that because you will hear that, I think, a few times on this episode. So, some background information about Lara. She comes from a wonderful family. Her father is one of the most intelligent people in the world. Um, Okay, so jokes aside, she is not even two and a half yet, okay? Many of my friends and family seem to think she's like four now because she has a younger brother, but she's actually pretty young herself. I mean... When you're not even two and a half, I think it's fairly safe to say that you're pretty young. So, obviously, Lara and I do not have a flowing 20-minute conversation, which you're used to hearing here on Rock and Roll English. As you can imagine, I don't talk to her in the same way that I talk to Boom Boom Cannon, for example. Now, I've been wanting to do this experiment for a while now. So sometimes when we're sitting at home, I just switch on the voice recorder of my phone and see what comes out. Obviously, I have taken the audio from some videos that I've made as well, because she is obviously still learning to talk. She can talk. She communicates well in English and Italian because obviously she speaks to Mrs. R&R in Italian. She speaks to me in English. One parent, one language is the thing we're following in case anyone's interested. But obviously she is still learning how to talk both of those languages. And I think we can learn a lot from the way children learn languages. As generally, pretty much all children become expert speakers and listeners in their languages, don't they? So in today's episode, we are going to take a really close and detailed look at what exactly is happening. Obviously, we're focusing on English. It wouldn't make much sense for me to do this in Italian. Also, toddler R&R never speaks to me in Italian. So we are focusing on English and here is what we're going to do. 
I'm going to play quick snippets of various different conversations I've had with Lara. So when I say snippets, I mean short parts of the recording, like 10 seconds, 20 seconds, etc. Then we will analyse that 10, 20 seconds to see what's going on. Are you ready? Let's go. So before I play these recordings, I'm going to try and give you some context. Otherwise, it will be impossible to understand what's happening. So in this first recording, you need to know the word nappy. Okay, nappy is, let's say, underwear for babies. In America, they actually say diaper, written diaper, which many, many, many people make a mistake with in the pronunciation because they say diapa or something like that. And the reason is because you are confused by the spelling. But anyway, in the UK, if you say diaper, people will look at you in a very strange way because we say nappy. Okay, so remember that and let's listen to this recording. Shall I get a nappy? A nappy for what? Yeah. For me? Going to get a nappy for me? So obviously the audio there isn't probably what you're used to on these podcasts. But just to recap that conversation, Lara said to me, shall I get a nappy? I asked her why and she said it was for me. Now, I don't know why she was saying that. I promise I haven't pooed myself in at least two weeks. And then she continued and said, I'm going to get a nappy. So Let's have a quick look at that because the grammar in that question was perfect. She said, shall I get a nappy? Now, shall is a word which so many people have difficulty with, but we use it for first person questions to make a suggestion. In this case, Lara was suggesting whether it would be a good idea for her to get a nappy. And then later she said, I'm going to get a nappy. So she's using going to here because it's her intention. Again, with future forms, people make a lot of mistakes. So there was lots of complicated grammar going on in her little head there. But my question to you is this. Do you think she thought of those grammar rules? Do you think she thought, Okay, I need to use shall because this is a suggestion, an offer. And I need to use going to because this is an intention. Obviously, the answer to that question is no. So how does she use this grammar so well? The answer is because she listens. Because what we do, we listen and then we repeat. Because once you can hear the language well, once you have unblocked your ears, you naturally repeat what other people say. Copying people is what we do as humans. That is how culture is formed. But anyway, let's listen to that again. And also notice when she says going to get a nappy, she kind of forgets the word to. We will look at that later. But let's just have another listen to that. Shall I get a nappy? A nappy for what? Yeah. For me? Going to get a nappy for me? So there is an example of her really good 
grammar. But now let's look at an example of not so good grammar. Now, in this example, just to tell you two key words, number one is the word rabbit and number two is the word nanny, which in the UK we use for grandmother. OK, so let's listen. It's your little rabbit. Yeah. Nanny buys it for you. Nanny buys it for your rabbit. Nanny bought it, did she? So two things to note there. The first is the way she says rabbit. So if you say that correctly, that has a t sound at the end, rabbit. But what she says is rabbit because, again, she is copying what she sees people do. And that's a very common thing to do in the UK. Drop your T's. And the second thing I'm sure you noticed, the past of the verb buy is normally bought. And she said bide. So there obviously is some grammatical stuff happening in that little head of hers because obviously she knows the past of the verbs. The way to make them is add ed, like arrive, arrived, walk, walked, for example. So her little brain is saying, OK, so we have by, so the past must be bide, which is obviously not correct. But again, my question to you is, do you think she will be making this mistake in a year or two? I would say no. And how is she going to solve it again? Just from listening, because I didn't say to her, no, that's not correct. I did say, oh, nanny bought it. And sooner or later, that listening, what goes into her head will come out of her mouth. So let's just listen to that clip again. Little rabbit. Yeah. Nanny bought it for you. Nanny bought it for your rabbit. Nanny bought it, did she? But she has kind of grasped these irregular verbs. Have a listen to this. This involves a chat about a tortoise. You know the thing similar to a turtle? I don't know the difference. So let's have a listen to this one. And when you listen, try to understand which irregular verbs she uses. I got a one tortoise. You got one tortoise. Where's your tortoise? I found it. Oh, wow. You found it. Did you see a real tortoise the other day? Did you pick up a tortoise at Mary's house? I did see a real tortoise. Yeah. Yeah. What about doggy? Do you see a doggy? Yeah. I saw the black doggy. Yeah. So you may have noticed there she said, I got a tortoise and then she said, I found it. And she also said, I saw a black doggy just before that. She did have a little bit of difficulty. She said, I did see a real tortoise. Now, I think she's a bit confused by that. Did lots of people are. So, again, it's just the natural process even children go through. So if you have difficulty with that, it's a totally normal thing to happen. But as you can see, she is almost there and she has almost got it. So let's just listen to that really quickly one more time. I got a one tortoise. You got one tortoise. Where's your tortoise? I found it. Oh, wow. You found it. Did you see a real tortoise the other day? Did you pick up a tortoise at Mary's house? Yeah. Yeah. What about doggies? Do you see a doggy? Yeah. I saw the black doggy. 
Okay. Yeah. So we've had a quick look at grammar. So now let's move on to sounds and the way she speaks. We've already had a quick look at how she dropped the T in the word rabbit, which she said rabbit. So see if you can guess what she says in this recording. I'm not going to give you any context. Just see if you can understand. So there she was saying, do you want a cup, daddy? A cup to drink out of, obviously. But notice the way she said, do you? She was saying, do, do you want a cup, daddy? Now that is something very complicated because those words, do you, when they are together and said really quick, they merge into one sound and just become do. Let's listen again. So this next one is very interesting. I had a banana in my hand and I asked her what it was. So let's hear what she says. What is that? It's Nana. What is it? It's Nana. <laughs> Eating. <laughs> so notice she said there, it's Nana. So there are actually lots of things going on there. The first is she doesn't say it's with the t. She loses that and says is and then she doesn't say uh for it's a banana because that sound is so soft that she doesn't even hear it. At this point, she probably can't hear it. And the first syllable of banana again is so soft. It's actually called a schwa, the most important and common sound in the English language, which she hasn't actually registered yet. But let's just listen to that little snippet again and notice how she says isnana. What is that? Isnana. What is it? <laughs> so something interesting is that video, that recording was actually from six months ago. It was from January, which for us doesn't seem like a long time. But obviously, if you're not even two and a half yet, that is quite a long time ago. And this same thing that she was doing, she also did with the word computer, because the beginning of that word, it's not computer, it's computer. So it just has that really soft sound again. So let's listen to how she said this one as well six months ago. What is this? What is it? I computer. Oh, yeah. There's Peter upstairs. Upstairs? There's Peter upstairs. Okay. So if you didn't hear, that was quite difficult to understand that recording. She was saying Lara's pewter because, again, she wasn't hearing that first very soft sound of com, com, computer. So let's listen to just that one phrase again. Lara's pewter upstairs. So apparently Lara's pewter 
is upstairs. Well, it was six months ago, but let's listen to how she says the word computer now. This was me talking to her and asking her what I use when I work. What does he use to do work? Uses the... Computer. Computer. Clever girl. So now, as you can hear, she has got that word absolutely perfect. She can hear it. She gets the stress right with the stress on the second syllable. She says computer. Let's listen again. Computer. Computer. So notice how I slowed down the audio in the second time there. And notice how much clearer you heard the emphasis on the second syllable. Let's listen again. Computer. So that's the benefit of slowing speech down. We can hear these small details so much clearer. So anyway, as you can see, it seems her speaking has got better because in the last six months, she has learned how to correctly say the word computer. But this is because she can now hear that sound. She now can hear the com computer. So she is just repeating what she is hearing. Here's another interesting thing about sound. So in this one, she mentions Pepper. Now, if you don't know who Pepper is, it's Pepper Pig, the cartoon character. So let's just listen to this quick conversation. Who did Lara see today? Pepper. Wow. Is little or big Pepper? Big Pepper. Wow. So she obviously said she saw Big Pepper. I can't remember where this was. It wasn't obviously the actual Peppa Pig. It was just some idiot wearing a Peppa Pig costume. But anyway, notice how she says Big Pepper. So she loses the G in the word Big. Let's listen again. Big Pepper. Big Pepper. So again, this is really complicated stuff because when a word finishes with an explosive consonant, let's say like b or g or t and many more, and the next word begins with a consonant, we drop that explosive one. So that's why she doesn't say big pepper. She says big pepper, which is useful for speaking because we can sound much more fluent and natural and also for listening because sometimes we don't understand words because they are cut short. Here's another example of her saying it. Listen to when she says big bit. And I must admit this one I have just put in because I hope one day when she's older, she's going to listen to this podcast and she will be extremely embarrassed by this bit. How much does daddy love Lara? A little bit. Big bit. Big bit. How big? Big, bigger, bigger. Bigger, 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 bigger. So did you notice when I said, how much does daddy love Lara? She said, big bit. In fact, she actually says, big bit, because she's just a bit crazy. But even the end, she doesn't actually put the t on bit. She just says, big bit. But she says it a bit longer and says, big bit. Let's listen again. Big bit. Big bit. So as we have seen Toddler R&R's knowledge of English grammar is pretty good so far. And also, 
how her knowledge of sounds is really affecting the way she speaks. We've already seen how she's beginning to speak better. And all of this comes from listening. She has no idea how to read or write at the moment. She's not even two and a half. And also, reading and writing are not natural for us. Like 200 years ago, from what history tells me, most people actually didn't read or write. But everybody could speak fluently, and that's because it happened through listening. Now, obviously, when we're children in our native languages, it's all done natural and it's pretty easy. I don't remember complaining about learning English when I was young, and I don't think you were complaining about learning your language when you were young. Now, everybody thinks kids are better at learning languages, but there is actually no evidence for this. The only reason that they learn faster is because of the amount of exposure they have to the language, how much they listen. Think of all the hours and hours and hours they listen before they actually start speaking. And even when they do start speaking, like toddler R&R, Lara, they continue to listen to get better. Like I said, I'm sure soon she will know the past of the verb buy is not bide, but it's bought. We already saw how her knowledge of the word computer has improved because she listens a lot. And then, as I said, she just repeats what she hears. And she's also able to understand very well because her understanding has not been influenced by reading and writing. This is what causes problems in English because like the word diaper, for example, that I used earlier, you see how that's written and then when you hear it spoken, it's said in a different way and that can be confusing. And how words, when they come together, they change. Like do you becomes Jew. But baby R&R, toddler R&R, sorry, has learned this directly. So for her, it's normal. So if you do not know this, if you have not studied sounds before, Doing so will make a big difference in your life to your English comprehension, but also the way you speak, because when you can hear it, you will repeat exactly what you hear. Your ears will be unblocked and you will repeat those natural speech patterns. I'm sure you've probably done English courses in the past and they are all focused on grammar and vocabulary, which of course is useful. But this sound training is also essential. And that's why I do this in my new online course, Jungle Listening. As I said, toddler R&R has got her sound education naturally. As English learners, though, it's difficult to go back to that phase of childhood and get it naturally. So that's why I have put it all in this course. Because as I said, once you have unblocked your ears, everything becomes so much easier. So let's actually have a look at an example of toddler R&R with a word that she didn't know. And let's see how quickly she learns it. So the only word you need to know for this small conversation is the word envelope. So if you want to send a letter, what do you put the letter in? You put it in an envelope. So let's have a listen. Cheerio, 
Do you know what that's called? This is called an envelope. Yeah. What's it called? Put stamp on it. You put a stamp on it, yeah, because it's a letter. So, what do we call it? Envelope. Clever girl. So, you can see there she was able to repeat the word very quickly. And now that's in her head. Because once you've got the sounds, the only problem you have there is meaning. And that really is the smallest thing that you need to deal with. Because I'm sure this happens to you in your language sometimes. You see a word, you think, oh, what does that mean? You look for the meaning, that's it. And because the sounds of that language are familiar to you, it's easy to repeat. I remember trying to explain the word thoroughly to a student once, a low-level student. And when I said that, because of all of these strange sounds, thoroughly, he looked at me as if I was speaking Chinese. Because that's what our brain does. When it receives something which is not familiar, it just says, what? Like, get away, go away, get out of my head. And the problem is that many sounds in English do not exist in other languages. For example, I know that Italian has, I think, five vowel sounds. English has 22, I believe, maybe 24. So not knowing these sounds causes problems in the way we speak, but also the way we understand. Because your body, let's say your mind, your ears are not comfortable with these sounds. And sometimes they just literally go in one ear and they come out of the other. So I cannot stress enough how important it is to do this sound training in English. This will be the thing that makes you take that big jump. You are at least an intermediate speaker of English. And very often what happens around intermediate, upper intermediate, is you then remain the same level for a very, 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 very long time. But believe me, what you need to make the jump up to the next level is some sound training. Now, as I said, I do this in my course, Jungle Listening. This is what the whole course is, looking at sounds, breaking them down, slowing down audio so we get familiar with them, so that by the end of it, you have the same sound training as Toddler R&R has. Now, the course is actually selling for the lowest price it will ever sell at the moment. And it will remain at this low price only until tomorrow. But if you don't want to do the course, that's absolutely fine. But please try and do this sound training yourself. It is possible. It totally is possible to do this yourself. It's just a lot more work. Obviously, to go and find all of the sounds, study the sounds, study how syllables work so you understand the music and the rhythm connected speech to see how words change and then speed training so that your ears can deal with the fast speed of English because this is the natural way to learn languages. As I said, this is the primal response we have to languages. We were not made to read and write. That's a new thing. We listen and then speak. But remember, in listening, Words do not exist, only sounds and syllables. So in order to understand every word, you need to study these sounds and syllables. And then once you can hear every word, believe me, things will start to change. 
Anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast with Toddler R&R. Please let me know. Please give me some feedback. I can do some more of these podcasts in the future. If you liked them, sorry, if you liked it, I will speak to you all very soon. Remember, the link to my online course is in the podcast you are listening to. So just hit stop now. Click that link and just read some more information about the course. I am so, so passionate about this because I am sure that it is going to help you and completely change the way you hear English forever. As I said, this is the difference. Other courses teach you vocabulary and grammar. Very useful, yes, although sometimes, very often, you completely forget that vocabulary and grammar. But this course will change the way you hear and understand English forever. So then you will be able to improve your English in a much more natural way like toddler R&R. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you all soon. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.